You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, the Colorado Rockies. Hello, everyone. I'm Allison Twitter from MLB.com, and I'm here with Thomas Harding to have our weekly chat about everything that is going on with the Colorado Rockies. And, Thomas, I'm not really sure exactly where I wanted to start, like when I was making my notes, but let's just get right down to it. Let's talk about David Hale. Um, I was following along sort of more on Twitter than I was actually watching it, but he had four wild pitches in one game, which is a club record. What what was going on, and what were you thinking during that process? Well, I'll tell you what I was thinking during that process was this is this is hard to watch. Then after a while, it got to be so weird that it was fun to watch. He had four wild pitches um, by the third inning of that game, was down five to nothing, and then he ends up retiring the final 10 guys he faces and finishing with nine strikeouts. He's one of 10 guys in history that has had four wild pitches and nine strikeouts. And I mean, that, that was just endlessly fascinating because if you look at the list of guys that are on there, some really good pitchers are on there. Walter Johnson, I, he threw a 12-inning game, and he did it. Nolan Ryan has done it, um, and Phil Necro's done it also. I mean, really? It's wow. Yes. Um, you know, in a lot of those, you could see where they were, you know, they were just pitching outstanding that particular game. I think uh, Jack Morris also threw nine innings and had four wild, I think he had five wild pitches, <coughs> excuse me, and something like 12 strikeouts. So it, it, it's crazy, but <coughs> when you have a game like David Hale where he only goes six innings and the wild pitches end up um, basically taking, a, taking the team out of the game, it's, Really, not a lot of fun to watch until you, you know until all the trivia starts rolling. Yeah. So, what did he say afterward? I mean, is it just one of those things that happens? Is it losing focus? Is it letting it get in your head after you do like two of them? I mean, how does this happen? Actually, it was none of the above, and it was really fascinating because he was trying to do something that I don't think you should be doing. Um, he decided it was pointed out to him that, uh, especially on a slider. He, he had a flaw in his delivery. So he decided, okay, in these four days between starts, I'm going to correct that flaw. <laughs> he's out there thinking about correcting a flaw and trying to pitch, and he's facing the New York Mets, who are a first-place team. I mean, it was a recipe for disaster. And that's, that, that's um, not something you usually do in the major leagues. I mean, yeah, you make adjustments as, as the season goes on, but I don't think that uh, – very many people would recommend, hey, let's make this major change right in the middle of the season or, or you know, um, in four days between starts. I, I would think that if I was sitting there watching that and if I had been covering the team all season, I would probably think, you know, this is kind of fitting. This is just one of more, like, yeah. ran- <clears throat> random, strange, bizarre thing that's happening in this very forgettable season. Yeah, it, it, it is. I mean, in the day before, um, Chris Russin who a few days after pitching a shutout of Coors Field, which is rare, he ended up giving up a club record, what was it, eight doubles or nine? I can't remember. I, I believe it was nine. No, it was eight doubles, which is a club record, and he only lasted um, uh, two innings plus eight batters in the third inning. So, yeah, a lot of ridiculous stuff is happening this season. <laughs> well, let's talk about some things that might help the cause a little bit, uh, some roster moves. Maybe you can sort this out for us. But they called up a couple of relievers got some reinforcement there, and they activated Chad Bettis um, from the disabled list. So uh, I guess even with a week and a half left before they can expand their rosters, they needed to get some reinforcements up now? 
Uh, yeah, I think part of it is the bullpen is just absolutely gassed and performing poorly also. Um, that's part of it. But let's go to Chad Bettis, who really was one of the Rockies' better pitchers um, through the first half of the season. Started the year in AAA. He was a reliever last year, and they made him a starter this year. And um, that, that took a bit, so they started him off in AAA, and he really has ended up um, a pretty good starter. He's a former second-round draft pick, dealt with some injuries on the way up. But is it possible that he could become one of the better pitchers in this rotation? I'd say yes. I mean, that's certainly what you're expecting when you end up, um, you know, when you end up drafting a guy in the second, in the second round of the draft. Uh, the, the relievers they called up, especially Jairo Diaz, they picked him up from the Anaheim Angels in the offseason. I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim for Josh Rutledge, a second baseman. Uh, Diaz has thrown a number of times over 100 miles an hour. He came up at the end of last season because the Angels knew they'd have to protect him but didn't have room on the roster. He's a converted catcher. Um, for much of this season, really struggled to find the strike zone. Imagine that as a Rockies pitcher having a problem with that. But uh, <laughs> he, he's come on a bit lately. If he can throw the ball hard and find a strike zone, then maybe he's part of the bullpen going forward. And they're going to have to figure out who can pitch for them going forward because a lot of the guys that are here that are young or some of the guys in Albuquerque like Rex Brothers that just aren't turning the corner, I mean, they're, they're going to have to bring in guys to push them and whether they end up, um, whether the guys they have end up improving or the, or the guys – they have end up losing their jobs. They're going to have to do something about it because there's no way to win without a, you know, without a de- decent bullpen. Simon Castro is an interesting story. He's the right-hander who had come up first with the Padres, made the majors in 2013, had an appearance with the Chicago White Sox, then pitched in winter ball and ended up blowing up, blowing out his elbow and missing the 2014 season. Um, he throws in the upper 90s. Um, he believes that he could be a starter at the major league level, and that was that was kind of the thought process as he was coming up in the um, in the Padres and White Sox system. Um, right now, though, there is opportunity in the Rockies bullpen, not only now but going forward, because the, they use a lot of bullpen. If you're in the bullpen, you get the pitch here. Um, I think he's very happy to have recovered from his Tommy John surgery, and we'll see what happens with him. So when we look forward to September call-ups, I mean, it seems like they're already in the mode of let's see what we have for next year. Um, so do you think that it's going to be one of those situations where they bring up a lot of guys? I and mean, they certainly don't have to worry about, like, messing up any clubhouse chemistry during a playoff run. So what's their usual philosophy on that? Um, their usual philosophy is they start making the moves a little bit earlier. That's why John Gray came up early. Um, Diaz is a little – I think they wanted Diaz a lot sooner than this, but he just didn't find the strike zone well enough. A couple of guys that I'm interested in seeing if they bring back this season, um, Eddie Butler, who has struggled a bit, and it just looks like there's a learning curve situation with him. He has all the talent in the world. Will he be called up in September, or could they end up um, keeping him in, in the minors and then doing what they had planned to do last year, which is pitch him in the Arizona Fall League? That, there's a possibility there. Um, Rex Brothers, um, does he do enough to deserve a call-up and maybe rehabilitate his career? The big situation with him is in the middle infield where they have Trevor Story, who was a top draft pick of theirs back in 2011, a supplemental first-round pick. He's a shortstop type. He was considered the heir apparent to Troy Tulowitzki, but they end up 
trading for Jose Reyes. I mean, um, it doesn't look like they'll be able to move Reyes before August 31st, where he can be on someone else's playoff roster. But if they do move him before then, that would be ideal to give Trevor Story a look there. Also, Christian Adamas, who has seen some very brief time over the last two years. He's had a really good year in AAA. He's played a lot of shortstop, but can play second base. Um, he could be a, a middle infield utility type or a part-time starter type, but as long as Reyes is here, then it's very hard to get those guys up here. Hmm. Interesting. Okay, Thomas, thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Hey, thanks for having me. MLB.TV Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.TV Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.TV for details.